Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, February 24th, 2014, and it's time for 10 Dozen Minutes with Jick and Mr. Skullhead. Mr. Skullhead is the key grip. Jick is the best boy. Uh, Jick and Mr. Skullhead is catered by Jick and Mr. Skullhead and financed by Jick and Mr. Skullhead of Jick and Mr. Skullhead Productions. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jick is coming to you from an undisclosed location. Wardrobe provided by... I wish I could remember the names of any of the people that provided the wardrobes for game show contestants when I was a kid. <laughs> Our makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Mm, okay, all right. Kind of. Okay. You know, I, uh, I when I began this career, I was best boy, but now I am a best man. <laughs> I think if you had somebody who worked as a best boy on a movie that you made, you would have to make them the best man at your wedding just for that joke. Oh, I think you would. Yeah. How you been, Mr. Scullett? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a different undisclosed location than I normally am. It's, it's hot in this room. And you were just talking about having a space heater running. Is it cold where you are, buddy? Christ Jesus, is it cold where I am. <clears throat> and this winter is about to break the, the pact that we have with winter in Minnesota, which is either it's balls cold or it's snowing. Because it has to, generally it has to warm up to 30 degrees or so for it to snow. So you say like, you know, sure, it's balls cold, but at least it's not snowing. You know, the sun's out, it's fine. But no, tonight it's going to snow, even though it's going to be like negative five, and the high tomorrow is five degrees. So, uh, yeah, the the 10-day forecast is pretty dire. Well, you can go out and make a snowman. I think the 10-day forecast for fun is pretty exciting. Well, the thing is, you can't go out and make a snowman, because when it's this cold, the snow doesn't stick. It doesn't stick together, you know, because you, you need wet snow for a snowman. What does it What does it do instead? Well, it's just that kind of dry, powdery... Like, you know, there's wet snow, which is for building, and dry snow, which is for being angry at. I don't. And we have the I, latter. I don't know any of those things. So then, does the dry snow not accumulate? Or does it... Does it well, yeah, it accumulates and it can get like stomped down and um, kind of icy crust. Okay. But if you if you picked up a handful of it and made snowball making motions with your hand, at the end of it, you'd just be throwing a handful of powder at somebody. That seems fun, though. Yeah, and it's bad for snowmen though, unless you want to make really like microscopic snowmen by snack stacking individual flakes on top of each other. You can make a snow ghost. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's just we need a fan set up to just constantly be blowing that shit around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. I, uh, I've i hit my winter breaking point. I don't want no mo. Winter no mo. You've hit the discontent of your winter. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, I had to. I had to come back to uh, to Phoenix a little unexpectedly. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you saw this on the Facebooks or whatever, but Roy's dad died. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, so I had to, I drove up for the funeral the other day and uh, came back, and now I'm just taking care of some of my grown up responsibilities, which is the kind of thing that you have to do when somebody dies. Yeah, pay, and pay your when you're bills a grown up, and uh, you know, change the air conditioner filter yeah. and stuff like that. Now, I went to see if I was going to be able to change the air conditioner filter or not, but I don't have any clean filters, so it'll be fine. Right. I think I went... Oh, yeah, I, I've actually gone this entire winter without changing my furnace filter. And nobody's, like, hacking and coughing and waking in the night with spores growing out of them or something. I don't know. I Surely the furnace does not use, like exterior I guess nothing uses exterior air as an intake right so the heater is theoretically drawing in from the same air inputs that the air conditioner does I guess it just runs so much less often yeah that they just don't really get dirty in the winter 
but I had oh, some. Yeah. I had some. I had some things to do. I had some. I, I looked through the mail. That's a. That's a maybe a biannual tradition. It's exciting. There wasn't anything good in there. You know how I knew there wasn't going to be anything good in there because it's, it's the, the mail. fucking mail. <laughs> yeah. I always what? look forward to the mail. I don't know why. I, I think I just need to believe for a few minutes every day that there's going to be something interesting in there. And occasionally there's like a check from the mortgage company or a like refund for something I bought that I'd, I'd forgotten about or something. Wisniewski, they call him. The broker small enough to mail. <laughs> just occasionally the mail is Wisniewski is a check name, right? <laughs> oh! So, uh... Um, sorry, I didn't mean to name check you there. Wow, I can't even keep up with that. You're mm. on fire. You are on fire. It's yeah. probably because it's really hot over there. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Uh, it is currently eighty degrees inside this room. Hmm. And I'm not running the air conditioner. I did open you know, the door, but it was too noisy. As cold as I am right now, that doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah, yeah. You can't I just can open do a window the- though, and you can hear the birds frolicking outside, and the occasional cowboy driving past in a truck. <laughs> the sounds of the city, you know. In the summer, in the city, even though it's winter, in the city. I got the guy coming to spray for bugs tomorrow to dust for scorpions. That's pretty exciting. It's is very that like Arizona dusting for it. fingerprints. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like ah, this there there have been uh, four scorpions here, and their names were all Paul. <laughs> they have a database of tracks, but I think there might be something wrong with their data set because so far all of the scorpions are named Paul. Well, I, I mean, who are we to make fun of scorpion naming conventions? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's just part of their culture. It's very. Important. I mean, I'm not attending a scorpion naming convention anytime soon. <laughs> well, it's real easy. The only qualification is that you know the word Paul. Yeah, it's kind of like the sorting hat if all it knew how to do was say Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. What house do you think you'd have been in, Mr. Skullhead? I... I harbor no illusions of grandeur. I would. I feel like Hufflepuff would probably be where I got stuck. The kind of nice, hardworking dudes. Maybe I don't Ravenclaw. Even the one that isn't that Gryffindor or Slytherin. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. That sounds cool. I would have liked to have been in Ravenclaw just because that has the coolest sounding name. They're like the science yeah. club. So yeah, you, I think yeah. you could do that. Yeah, I'm a Ravenclaw motherfucker. You could be. Although Ravenclaw's house animal is a griffin, I think, or a, something that's not a raven, which is strange. Huh. It's been a while. I just remember that it was something else, but not what it was. So. Maybe it's actually Ravenclaw. That house <laughs> was formed according to the precepts of the laws of old King Ravenc. Hmm. Um, I had a question for you, Mr. Skullhead. Hmm. Because I, th- I realized this today when I, I bought lunch, and I'm not accustomed to a eating at restaurants in Phoenix and b uh, eating restaurants uh, eating at restaurants by myself, and so when my bill arrived, it was very very it was very very low, and I like uh, like an eight dollar meal at the at the uh, at the Pita Jungle, and I thought like fifteen percent of that is a tip that is so low that I feel like it would be insulting to leave it, mm-hmm. and I got to wondering. Why, for meals, is the custom to tip a percentage of the cost of the meal? When, as far as I know, that is not the custom with any other tipping position. 
Huh. So you mean like when you tip a bartender, you just tip them like it's a, like dollar a dollar a drink? A dollar a drink is, is customary, right? I mean, it's like a valet, you tend to give five bucks, I, uh-huh. I guess, I'm told. That's what I do because I don't know any different. They ne- Nobody's ever been mad at me for giving them five dollars. Right. I think that's because they're used to getting like two or one. Yeah. Or Yeah. Hmm. Or having people go, I don't have cash because nobody has cash. Yeah, because it's 2014. Yeah. Why isn't this car flying? Doesn't everybody have square by now? Can't can't I just wave like a implant at this thing and no? Yeah, I mean they did they did develop a system that let people just point to point trade a dollar at a time, but you had to tap the ends of your dicks together, so it really didn't catch on. Oh yeah, the, it's like, amazing tech, but it was called what docking, like docking without the I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was docking, but the C was a cent sign. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a docking, but the uh, the D was... Well, the D was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You keep on docking, but you can't come in, is what they say if you're trying to get into a club and you don't have quite enough money to pay the entrance fee. <laughs> the cover charge. Um, hmm. Yeah, but what... So, is the is the presumption... That waitresses who work at nice restaurants deserve more money than waitresses who don't work at nice restaurants? Apparently. And why is that? I mean, they're probably paid more. This would probably be because they're prettier, right? I mean, well, let's, in Arizona, let's, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. But In Arizona, your waitress, no matter where they work, is probably making $2.13 an hour. You think? You think even the waitresses at, like, the uh, what's a nice restaurant here? I would I would imagine they would be more likely to be making that because they're planning on getting a whole lot of tips. Hmm. It's kind of bogus. It's kind of bogus what they do to those waitresses, you know. Yeah. But it's like it's a dollar a drink. What's weird though is if you get, you know, I, I would say that close to, if not the majority of most restaurant bills that I end up with, uh, is drinks and not food. When I when I'm out with some people and I pay for it, and not because we drink a lot, but because drinks are expensive in restaurants. Yeah. You know, that's where they that's where they that's where they get their margins. That's where they that's make how they get money. You. Why aren't those tipped at a dollar a drink? Separated out. You know, I guess she brought it to you, so it's not like you know, she had further to go than the bartender. But less work if it's a fancy cocktail. This is weird, man. It's weird. Where are you ordering some fancy cocktails? Negotiating these uh well sometimes you get a fancy cocktail. It depends on it depends on where you go. Right. Cocktails, fancy cocktails are catching on in the uh, in the urban centers of our great nation. Is that the trend? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's like the IPA of the of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. You know, you I'm get getting kind of tired of that. Like, go you go to a restaurant that has 18 beers on tap, and you ask them what what their beers are, and it's always like. Well, there's Shell IPA, Harper Valley IPA, Hop Not, Hop IPA, IPA Hop, Hop, Hop IPA, Double Hop, Triple Hop IPA, and an IPA. Was that a, like, is that uh, a joke about Harper Valley PTA? I think so. I was talking so fast that I wasn't really paying attention. That's pretty good. That was a good joke. If you made yeah, that up, that's a good joke. If it's an actual kind of beer, then good joke, go, those beer guys. I am... Um, is Hopper Valley IPA better or ooh, worse? Ooh, yeah. Hopper Valley IPA. Yeah. And if you could if you could uh, come up with some other... Is that the one about the dropping the baby in the river or something? 
No, that one's uh, the Tallahatchie Bri- the day that Billy that's the Jones. Ballad of Billy Joe. Yeah. Okay. Um, Harper Valley that? PTA is the one where the PTA tells them the kind of town slut mom that they don't think she's a good influence on their children, and then she tells all of them the secrets that they that she's heard them whisper about their lives, and and kind of shuts them up. How has she heard all those things? Is she the phone operator? Oh, maybe so. Does she work for the NSA? That's probably it. The the Harper Valley PTA and Harper Valley NSA. Is she a spook slut? <laughs> That's racist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't... You know, I think maybe the, that trend moves more quickly in other places. I Nowadays, when there's a selection of beers at a place in San Francisco, there is one IPA or two IPAs, maybe. Um, you know, I like an IPA. Yeah. But occasionally I want something else. I almost never do, right? Just because <laughs> most of the other, like, strong, strong identity styles of beers are beers that I just don't particularly care for. What I mm-hmm. wish there was more of is more beers in, like, the 4 or 5% alcohol range because those tend to be the ones that I like the taste of. Because the higher alcohol content you get, the sweeter they end up. Because yeah, yeah. like the because the, the your barley are, wines and your yeah because the things that are and and it's like sort of hard to avoid like IPAs can be fairly high alcohol content but generally to get much past that like it starts to become so alcoholic that the bacteria that are creating the alcohol die before they can get rid of all the sugars and so there's just a lot of sugar left in it um, and that it makes it two things that I don't like one is a sweet beer and one is like a super strong beer yeah uh-huh. yeah so. But, you know, the thing about San Francisco is that you can always get a PBR if you're not in the mood for something strong. Yeah, like, I don't feel like drinking beer tonight. Just, uh... Mm-hmm. But if I, I mean, I feel like drinking four beers tonight, and if I drink four of anything that they have, I'm just going to be ruined if it isn't something like a good old PBR. Man, I... I drank a, drank a bunch of beers this weekend. What'd you drink? And where? And what was it the was an, It was Febtoberfest, where all of the buddies we have who brew beer get together and rent out a like a hall you know like a vfw or something and they bring just hundreds of gallons of beers for people to sample because they like brewing beer and it's easier it's way easier to brew beer than drink it i I mean it's easier it's easy to brew beer quicker than you can drink it okay than a single person can especially if every one of your friends is brewing it and so everybody is making like ten people's worth of beer every three well, months. Well, if every one of your friends threw a keg of beer off a bridge, would you do it? If everyone, if everyone, if, if every one of your fellow PTA members threw a baby off a bridge, would you do it? <laughs> Not even once. Yeah. So uh, they, we have one group of friends who actually got thoroughly legit with their brewing and got. A uh, business loan and uh, have started their own brewery and are in stores now. So that was really cool to have the Burning Brothers Brewery that started as just two dudes from Renfest making gluten free beer. And he makes gluten free beer that I would drink even if it weren't gluten free, like or even even if I needed to to drink. Yeah, yeah. He makes beer that I drink even though I don't need to drink gluten free beer. That's okay. where I was going with that. Okay, sure. So, yeah, super good, and uh, they tend to get some sponsors from, like, Northland Brewing Supply, where they buy all their stuff. The, those guys 
give them some raffle prizes and stuff. So it's like a, just a huge party with a bunch of friends and like 40 different kinds of beers to taste. So that was fantastic. Man, every time I want ZapCon to be a profitable endeavor, I wish that the laws in Arizona were such that we could do a fucking raffle. Is it not? Wow. No, you can't. You you are legally prohibited from running a raffle as a hmm. as a way of making as a way of raising money, you know, as a way of like earning money, I guess. It sucks. I feel like I have seen raffles in Phoenix though. Hmm. I don't know. We looked into it. They have that one for charity that's got <clears throat> like the tickets are a hundred dollars but the prizes are really big and they only sell x number of tickets yeah i mean it might be it might be possible to do it as a 501c3 if the if the money is going to a charity yeah um but yeah i mean they just don't want everything to be a raffle and all of the poor people to be destroyed by it yeah you know makes sense those damn liberals in arizona yeah god i uh have you seen the most recent thing you undoubtedly have, having been on the internet, right? Yeah, the anti anti gay, discrimination yeah. pro gay discrimination bill. Yeah, that's certainly a that's certainly a way of characterizing it. It's hard to like. This is one of those cases where I wish there was a way to talk about this stuff, but like the the intent is clearly to allow people to continue to discriminate against gays. Apparently, well, like that's not what the bill says in so many words. Yeah, I mean, because it the, is exam- the, the example reason that, that the getting, bill exists. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's like the, it doesn't seem like a big deal from a from an objective and rational standpoint to, like, have to provide uh, an ID to vote, right? But, like, what it does is it makes it so Mexicans don't vote because they can't. Or old people. Yeah. Do old people not have IDs? Who don't have current driver's licenses? Yeah. Old people are the only ones who do vote. Old people and poor people and black people. And poor old black people. No, wait a minute. If old people don't vote, no, old people do vote. They just don't have ID. I see. Yeah, that, that, that seems like you'd want you'd want the people in charge here would want old people voting. Oh yeah. No, but I mean, it's like I some of the examples of things that this laws protect are things that I think are entirely okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I also like I kind of think that anyone should be allowed to refuse service to anyone for any reason. And anyone, mm. you know, just like anybody is allowed to, like, not eat at a particular restaurant for any reason. Like, I don't like the politics of the asshole that owns this restaurant. Like. Yeah, I remember back after 9-11 when that place we used to go to. What was it? It was, like, decorated, like, Gilligan's Island themed inside. And they put up a sign that said, we reserve, we'll refuse service to all persons of Arab descent. And then, of course, back down on that after everybody shit themselves. But I kind of thought, well, I kind of want him to be able to put that sign up because I kind of want to know that that's who that guy is. Yeah. It's like when we walked into the restaurant and they asked if we wanted some freedom fries. Like, I don't want to give you any money. Yeah. Thank you no, for I'm letting get, me I'm know. I'm going to get some French fries across the street. Like, yeah. Like a good capitalist. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't think that the world is really better... If that guy, you know, lets Muslims eat at his restaurant because he is legally required to, and mm-hmm. then spits in their food, then it would be if there was just clearly, like, no, let's just no one eat here because this guy is a prick. I don't know. 
I mean, I mean I, you people know, were, like I still think that people should be allowed. Like I think that bar owners should uh, should be allowed to let you smoke in there if they want. And it's it's yeah. But it, and it, and but it's rough. Like it's it's times like this when like there is just some clearly asshole horseshit behind the process that makes it so you can't objectively think about what's being done that are super frustrating to me. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I think Arizona is just committed to continuing to be the laughing stock of the right thinking world. And there's just nothing we can do about it. Is though there is a thing where right, there's right wing think tanks that write this kind of carbon copy legislation and then hand it around to legislatures on the state level that can, that are under Republican control He's like, Kansas was trying to get that same bill passed at the same time that Arizona was. They just didn't quite get it through, and Arizona went ahead and passed it. Do you know if the governor signed it, though? Because she was thinking of vetoing it, it seemed like. No, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I mean, my only knowledge of this whole situation comes from Metafilter, so you can imagine the slant. Yeah. I mean, if it... People were saying that the language in the law was such that it would allow a doctor to refuse to treat a gay man because it was against his religion to to touch a gay guy, I guess, or... Suffer a witch to live. Yeah. And that and you could also be, refuse to treat anybody yeah, who, did, who had shaved their beard. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, like... I mean, shit like that, sure. You shouldn't be allowed to, like... Well, sorry, as a... I am a police officer, and, uh... You were getting beaten because you're gay, and I think that you should be beaten for being gay, so I'm not going to help you. Like, of course that shit shouldn't happen. But if it's like, I have a bakery and I don't want to make wedding cakes for gay people, then like, then fucking don't. That's fine, and if you're a gay person, why would you want to get your cake made there? Yeah. I mean, I think that maybe that you would want to get your cake made there because you wanted to stir up shit. Right. I mean, that is a thing that would happen. Like, do you. Or maybe they're the most fabulous cakes. Sure. But it's like. The the uncomfortable other side of the, like, making a law that says you're not allowed to refuse service to anybody because of because of your ethics or morals or religious beliefs is like, okay, so does Safeway have to make the cake for the neo-Nazis that name their kid Hitler? Like, Hmm. I think no. No, they don't. Because. Kind of feel like it's in in the moment case by case evaluation of whether you're okay with doing something or not, and it kind of comes out in the wash. Like, it, yeah. Like I just yeah, don't the, know the religious persecution angle is the the kind of last gasp of the anti-gay contingent. And it's not going to go anywhere. No laws are going to be passed that stop the tide that is making everything correct. Hmm. You know? And so I just, it's like, that's, you know. I'm glad that I don't live there. But the the problem is, you, you have lived here, and the net effect on us and anyone that we knew and cared about, gay or Mexican or whatever, of all of this crazy shit was effectively zero, because it is just these sort of meaningless ministrations at a legislative level. 
you know, I mean, granted, I'm sure that some of our friends' lives were affected by Arpaio's bullshit. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's mostly... We don't have any Mexican friends. Well, you know, we have, like, on the other side of the can of worms, I mean, certainly we have, we've had some friends who were negatively impacted by Arpaio's bullshit when they got DUIs. Hmm. But, fuck those people, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean... It depends. Were they Mexican? I mean, that's the thing. You should be able to... Like, a doctor should should be able to refuse to treat somebody who drinks more than they think is okay. Hmm. Like, it's a religious belief. Well, I kind of think that somebody who needs an alcohol... A liver transplant because they've drunk too much alcohol shouldn't get one. Yeah, that's probably true. Unless it's somebody really important. I mean, like, I feel like maybe... Like David Crosby? (laughs) Well, like, let's imagine, like, a Winston Churchill in that situation. Like, Mm. I think you evaluate, you do a cost benefit analysis, but nobody, you know, that's a death panel for grandma. So you can't, you can't actually apply a level of reason to the proceedings. Right. Oh gosh. Let's get back to talking about happy things like funerals. I, that, have you ever been to a Catholic funeral? No, I haven't. It was not as it, it like? was not as Catholic as I expected it to be. I mean, it was pretty Catholic. So the priest, the priest at the at the Catholic church in uh, in Prescott, and apparently this guy's been there since the '60s. Um, but he is very animated and talks like people, which is not a thing that I've seen in any other masses. Like he's almost uh, I don't know what would you say? Would you say like evangelical? Like that that just that demeanor of of waving your arms around and really uh, you know, kind of like Pentecostal yeah yeah uh, like a revival like a revival tent kind of kind of style and also he was hmm. wearing sunglasses the entire time which I at first thought was just part of his like cool guy shtick until I realized later that he's blind <laughs> oh shit <laughs> I mean I didn't say anything to anybody about it especially him but uh, I was like man this guy's really this guy's really an adherent to the like Chester Cheetah school of public speaking <laughs> uh, it was so I went to a Catholic wedding a few years ago, and it was, I would say, 91% Jesus, 9% the couple that was getting married. Yeah. Um, but this was, this was like 60-40 Jesus Barney, which I was, I was pleased that it was, like, actually about the thing that a lot of the people were there for. Mm-hmm. And not the thing that people were there for, you know, the previous day and the day before that. How many days a week is their mass? Is it just like Wednesdays and Saturdays? Or do, do Catholics do shit on Sunday? Yeah, the <clears throat> the critical mass is on Sunday. Okay, the, the ancillary masses are on Wednesday, and are there only two a week? I've only been to a Catholic mass once when I was dating a Catholic girl, mm. and I went to to mass so that I could sit three rows away from her and occasionally glance in her direction. Okay. And that was not worth it. To to try to catch a, a, a glimpse of her ankle? Yep. It's weird because of the weird call and response thing. It's like weird to be in a room full of people who are all in on a weird ritual thing that you don't understand and can't predict. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like if I saw it in a movie, I would think, this is a dangerous cult. You know? <laughs> and also with you. It's kind of ominous. Just objectively, I think it's kind of ominous when a crowd of a piece just murmurs a sentence and like you can't quite understand the sentence and some of the sentences are long you know I knew that also with you but uh, 
but yeah, there's there's parts of it that's like, damn, everybody just said like 40 words in a row. All in a weird murmury unison. Did you, did they have a program that had the shit you were supposed to say in it? Uh, no, they didn't. Yeah. They, there was a, there was less, there was, there were little packets of seeds uh, with a, with a picture of Barney on them that had some instructions on how to plant them, which I thought was nice. It's really neat. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't know what they're seeds for, so I have no idea what to plant them in. I hope they are pot seeds. Oh, that'd be great. You know how, you know how Barney loved his pot. He mm. specifically, we talked to him about this years and years and years ago, but Barney like would have been a guy that smoked pot. Like he was an artist in the fifties and sixties and seventies, but he never, he was afraid to try it because he was so, so addicted to cigarettes that he was afraid that if he tried marijuana once that he would just start smoking it all the time too, Uh, which is a weird thing, which would not have happened. No, I don't think because that's, that's just kind of not the way that yeah, works. it's just weird. That's not what you do with that. Um, yeah, I guess he he had. I mean, I I met, I met him. Have you? Did you ever meet him? I must have at their wedding, but I don't remember. Yeah, and at gallery shows every once in a while and stuff. I don't know how many of those you went to in in Prescott or down here. I don't know how many of them actually happened while you were living here. But um, he, you know, he was old. 22 years ago, I think, was when I met him, and he was, uh, 63? Even then, mm. like, he was he was much older than you normally are when you have kids, uh, when Roy, and Roy was the youngest, too, so, um, and he had quit years and years and years before, but he always, like, just talked about it. Like, he would get real mad at Roy when he found out that he was smoking. It was just, like, sure. a super hard thing for him to do, but, apparently. And he probably smoked the old filterless cigarettes in Mexico. Well, those are not bad for you. No, they, yeah, I guess that's true. They're just they're just If they plants. were bad for you, they would have a filter on them. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if they were bad for you, God wouldn't have put them there. It's just the additives that they put in other cigarettes that make them bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. But they had a lot of uh, I didn't realize how much of his sculptural work is still on display at the church because I normally only hear about that in the context of like the last like 10 years where the sort of new management of the church has slowly been trying to get rid of all of it. Hmm. Um, so Roy would occasionally have to go up there and like help them move some giant cast iron sculpture out. Um, but a lot of it was still yeah. there. I guess they're in the process of getting rid of it and it's probably going to be easier for them to do that now that he's dead, which sucks. Um, but yeah, he was a good sculptor. I don't know how much of his stuff you saw ever anywhere. It's possible that you never saw any of it. That is very possible. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I went up to the, then the so after the funeral, they, we everybody went down to the shrine in Yarnell, the the Catholic shrine of Saint Joseph that his parents ran, um, and I guess his mom still does, um, where his ashes were buried, and it's like the shrine is on a little mountain, and there's just sort of a path that you take that's a bunch of sculptures of the Stations of the Cross. None of which were done by Barney. They were all done by this different sculptor that they hired, I think, in the 60s or 70s also. Um, But, like, half of the stuff on the hill burned in the fire. Like, some of the trees just got really hot and died, and some of them actually caught fire and burned. Like, there were a whole bunch of crosses, and only one of them actually caught fire and was destroyed so the main crucified Jesus at the 
last station of the the cross, the final destination of the cross. Apparently, mm-hmm. until they rebuilt the rood. And I, where, where do you get that these days? There's not a, a lot of call. Yeah, you, you go to a rood rite, I guess. <laughs> but there's there can't be a lot of call for that these days. How many crucifixions occur? Like zero, really? Here, right? I mean, I'd Ideally. like to, I'd like to believe that zero crucifixions per per hour occur in Arizona. Um, but yeah, it, like the 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 sculpture was not actually supported by the cross. It was like bolted into the big granite boulder behind it. So there was just a sort of levitating Jesus. Huh. That must have looked really fucking cool while it was burning. <laughs> like, I, you know, so, you're so goth. Well, <laughs> do you have to admit that that would be a pretty cool thing to see, right? I mean, like, well, it yeah, sucks that all around you there are people dying and losing their houses and stuff. It's not like, oh, cool, a devastating fire that killed a lot of people. But it was like, imagining that, oh, yeah, like a burning cross. That seems like a really cool thing. <laughs> that's, I wish I had one of those on my lawn. That's how people feel about a burning cross, right? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was crazy. All the, the A lot of it, you couldn't, if you weren't familiar with it, you wouldn't really know that much had changed. But it was like, there's all these rocks that used to just be entirely shrouded by trees. And now those trees are just gone. And it will probably just look like rocks for a hundred years now until new trees get big enough to actually obscure them. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that fire was enormous. So fires, uh, death. Yeah, fires, death, uh, bar- burials. Flaming crosses. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of that going beer. on. I also got to get, yeah, I got to go to, I got to, go to my, uh, the, the place that I learned to love beer. Had dinner there two nights in a row. Because that is how I roll the Prescott Brewing Company in Prescott, Arizona. Yeah, we do. Well, it's either that or Girly Street Grill every time. Hmm. I never went to Girly Street Grill when I lived there, so that was never a thing that got a hold of me. I eat at the Indian restaurant up there a lot. That wasn't there when we were there, though. The one that's out by the movie theater? No, the one that's the one that's downtown. It's right. Oh, it, yeah. I think it used to be something else. Everything used to be something else. I mean, in the beginning, all was all was void. Right. And, uh, I learned I learned this at the funeral. Uh, apparently, somebody looked upon the face of the waters. I it was. I forget. I forget some of the details. Oh, man, speaking of which, have you seen the movie The Book of Eli? No. I don't like. I didn't know that I wanted to. Yeah, I don't know that you did. I so this was my experience with the movie The Book of Eli. I saw, like maybe a minute of the movie as I was flipping through channels in the hotel in Prescott. Like, the only time I ever watch television is in hotels now, where I will turn a television on, flip through, until something just makes me shake my head at what television is like, and then I turn it off and get back on the internet. Hmm. But I saw, like, maybe a minute of The Book of Eli. And so this is a movie where Gary Oldman is in, like, a post-apocalyptic Wild West town as a guy who is, like, searching for an artifact and, like, sending out... He's basically, like, post-apocalypse Al Swearingen sending out bands of motorcycle maniacs to try to find a book. Uh, Tom Waits is an eccentric gadget-fixing junk man guy who owns a store across the street from the bar. Hmm. Uh, it's got, uh, it's, it's got uh, Denzel Washington as a badass wasteland wanderer guy, right? Yeah, I like yeah. Denzel Washington as a badass he makes a pretty good badass. That's got uh, Mila Kunis in it for for some for some 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 looking at. Um, 
I don't know if there's anybody else that I recommend. Oh, it's got the guy whose name I don't remember, but who played Titus Pullo in HBO's Rome, who is great and who I like a lot. And I thought, wow, this is pretty good. This seems like a star-studded post-apocalypse movie, and a bunch of cool stuff just happened. Like, it looks like maybe there's a there's an interesting story to this. I'm going to watch this when I get home. And I did. And boy, is it terrible. Is it? Huh. I wouldn't expect that. It's... I mean, it's it's like I looked in after I watched it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like in the 40s on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, it, I don't like I don't like feeling this way about things. I don't like saying like I, you know, I like I'm a guy who will give a thing a benefit of the doubt. But like, and I, I'm also a guy who I don't like. I don't know if you know this about me, Mr. Skullhead, but the way that my brain works, I I sometimes have a hard time. Like figuring out what people's internal emotional landscape is like, and you know how they might feel about things or how they might react to to things, right? I have a have a more uh, you know let's say a more structured approach to that kind of thing than than some people do. So I think a lot of times a movie can get away with some weird character inconsistencies and stuff, and I don't even necessarily notice it. But in this, all of this. People just act fucking crazy for no reason all the time. Yeah. And it drives me nuts. There's So there's a book that is sort of the central conceit, and you you slowly, maybe very early, you, you come to realize that this book is the Bible, and it is the only copy of the Bible that exists, because after the world-destroying cataclysm that killed almost everyone, somehow... Even though the world was thrown into this chaotic Mad Max-style dog-eat-dog wasteland... Some group was organized enough to destroy all but one Bible in the world. And why did they do that? Because because they believed that the Bible was the source of the doctrinal conflict that led to the war that destroyed most of humanity. They wanted to do away with religion. Um, And they, they they managed, in spite of the fact that everyone that is ever pictured is struggling to find enough food and water and not getting murdered to make it through a day. Somehow, the plot is that in within the, the lifetimes of these characters, there was a concerted and successful effort to destroy every copy of the one book that is the book that there are the most copies of, of any book right. in history, and, and, and managed to, to do that. And so the, the guy, you know, the, the principal bad guy, Gary Oldman, wants that Bible because... It will give him the specific rhetoric that he needs to take over the world, essentially. Like, it will allow him to become a religious tyrant. Uh Whereas uh, Denzel is trying to get the Bible to the place where God told him to take it so that it could do do good instead of do evil. Um, There is a late-game twist that is both complete nonsense and almost, almost completely irrelevant to the story. Oh, Which great. is good. That's always a good kind of twist. Oh, it's also a surprise a cameo by Malcolm McDowell. Oh, uh, that's never a good sign. You don't think? No, we've watched three or four movies for horror show that have the like featuring Malcolm McDowell, and it's it's never good really? if it's after like ninety like nineteen ninety maybe. But it's usually a sign that they had a little bit of a budget, right? I gotta imagine that guy doesn't work for free. Oh, uh, you'd be surprised. Or for peanuts. I mean, maybe in this post-apocalyptic wasteland, he did literally work for peanuts. Yeah, I mean, he there... worked for the only existing copy of the Peanuts Treasury. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, it, uh, boy, boy, oh boy. Um, and Tom Waits is cool. Yeah, he's always fun to see in a movie. Gary Oldman is cool. <clears throat> yeah. There's there's a scene where so Mila Kunis's character cannot read, does not understand that the book that Denzel Washington is carrying is important, and yet just freaks out because he won't let her see it. Even though she has hmm. no reason to be interested in it, no reason to understand that it is important and cannot read. Um and it's just it's ridiculous. There's a lot of a lot of fight choreography that you know could have been omitted. It's like they had a they had a violence meter that wasn't allowed to go below a certain level. Mhm. And no tits. I don't know if it was I don't know if they were going for a PG-13. Yeah, it's always a shame. I watched a movie this week that was uh that starred two out of three of the Playboy Playmates that were in the Girls Next Door reality series. And uh, that didn't have any tits in it. Huh. And it was filmed at the Playboy Mansion and, and had no tits in it. And I always feel like a jerk when I say something like that, but honestly, people, you're making a, a certain kind of movie and you know that you are. Just make with the boobs. Yeah. Anyway. Was it was it a horror movie? Was it a movie that you watched for a yeah, HD? It's a movie that I wouldn't have watched without a horror show. Yeah, it, it was ostensibly a horror movie, and it, it didn't end up really being one. It was like a PG thirteen rated thing that you would see on TV, maybe. Except they said fuck occasionally. Okay. Yeah, it, it failed to entertain on every conceivable level. Well, at least you'll have that to complain about. Yeah. I understand now. Like, I didn't really get why people were dubious about Gary Whitta having been hired to write one of the episodes of the Walking Dead video game. But having seen the Book of Eli, I totally understand why somebody would think that that guy was not the right guy for any job. I, mean, I guess hmm. he must have written some other stuff that was good. I mean, and like you know, that movie made its money back and then some. So I guess that's an important metric to something. I feel like I probably would have really liked it when I was a kid. Hmm. But I wonder, honestly. Like, being a kid now would be weird because there isn't really any dearth of material to support whatever specific thing you're interested in. You know? Yeah. Like, there's not... Like, there, if you are really into Harry Potter, there are a thousand other things that are like Harry Potter. You know, it wasn't like you had to wait another year for there to be another movie that was interesting. Like when, yeah, I guess like so. when we were kids, right? I mean, and maybe that maybe that wasn't true then, but I feel like there wasn't, like most of the time when I was a kid, there wasn't anything on TV that I wanted to watch. It was rare that there would be a show like Amazing Stories or Wizards and Warriors or whatever, right? And I just, I don't. I don't think that you ever would run into that now if you had the internet. Like, you would always be able to find something. Yeah. So it's so. it's very difficult for me to imagine, like, would I have liked this movie when I was a kid? Like, is the thing that is stopping me from liking this that it is dumb or that I'm just past liking things that are dumb in this way or what? But, you know, you can't just, like, take something out of context and put it in a different context and evaluate it. It just doesn't work that way. 
Well, I had these apples t- today, and I had a couple of oranges as well. And they had surprising, uh, a surprising set of similarities and differences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... They were both fruit. There's one thing, uh, the, that, that old adage, if there's one thing you certainly can do, it's compare apples and oranges. Yep. You can do it all day long and into the night. I dated this girl once where one of her breasts was like an apple and one of her breasts was like an orange. <laughs> Wait, do you mean that one was like smooth and kind of a red color and one was kind of bumpy? <laughs> And leather, yeah, no, just or, or do really you mean a peeled orange? It, it, the the right approach to peeling them was very different from left to right. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to uh, get on to the segment of the show where we answer questions from KOL players and podcast listeners about the Kingdom of Loathing online video game? Oh, I suppose if we must. Condor445 writes, I love KOL. My life used to be drab and meaningless. Now I'm hunting down tiny plastic figurines like they're the last piece of bread in the Roman Empire. Also adventuring until my eyes dry up into little raisins. Thank you so much. That doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, I'm glad that that just happens to be the kind of things that you enjoy. Yeah, like hunting but for Jesus. things as though they were the last piece of bread with eyes made out of little raisins. You know, uh, you know what sounds pretty good right now? Some raisin bread. Hmm. Two, I don't understand you at all. Two eyeballs of raisins in every slice <laughs> of bread. <clears throat> um, somebody recently announced that their policy whenever a scoop was involved to use three scoops of whatever. And I made the joke that they probably would have been fired from the Raisin Bran factory for using too many scoops. Uh, that probably wouldn't have even been a good story if I remembered any of the details of it. Oh, hey. <laughs> I, um, I had kind of a funny dream about the high school that I then drove past a couple days later. Yeah, right? Yeah. I had, to, uh, I had been hired by the high school to get rid of a ghost that was haunting the high school. But the <laughs> only tools that they gave me were a ladder. And what they had to explain to me was a power uh, car windshield ice scraper. <laughs> It looked like a it looked like a handheld like a belt sander, uh, but, but with a, just a long extension cord coming out of it. But it just had a car <laughs> ice scraper that just sort of jackhammered in and out. But um, I did manage to find the ghost because it was underneath some ice that was on the roof of the high school. Oh, so, so they knew what they were. Yeah, doing. no, they did apparently uh, know exactly the right tools for the job, and I don't know what they needed me for. Maybe I was the only one who could then do what I did, which was to strangle and punch the ghost. Until it was subdued. I'm never a successful fighter in my dreams. I always hit somebody and they laugh. Yeah, I usually am not either. I usually... I can almost never successfully accomplish any task in a dream. Hmm. Which is why this one was kind of remarkable. And I wonder, you know... I mean, this was obviously just me making up stories in my head. Do you think... Maybe it was you having a clairvoyant vision of Harold Ramis dying today. Oh, it could have been. That's That's sad. Every time yeah, I saw him, every time I saw him in the last like ten years, I was like, "Man, that guy is old and fat, and he's gonna die soon, and it's gonna be real sad." He had some kind of rare blood disease too. Yeah, like, so, like sixty nine is not that old now. Yeah, right. Some auto like an autoimmune vein problem. All right, it's you know seeing seeing the list of stuff that he was involved in, kind of made me realize more so than I would have been able to tell you yesterday. Like what what an important influence he was on most of what I care about. Right. Like, just everything sort of derived from the American sense of humor as it has evolved since the 80s. 
like your stripes, Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, Groundhog kind Day, of thing. like smart, definitely com- Groundhog like, Day, like kind of you know, Judd, Judd Apatow is like his clear sort of scion. You know, like yeah. the the movies that I like are movies that are in the tradition that I don't know. I mean, I guess there were movies. There were there were that kind of smart comedy movie before, right? Before, it's not like Harold Ramis yeah, invented sure. it with those movies, but like there weren't a lot of people doing it. And he had a good string of successes, and he seemed like he was probably a nice guy. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody saying like, "Well, it's sad that he's dead, but he was a total dick." I, was, I mean, I didn't really like that he and Bill Murray had had some sort of falling out and then didn't speak for twenty years. Huh. But apparently they reconciled. It is kind of sad, though, that one of the things that I thought upon hearing that news was, thank God they won't do another Ghostbusters movie now. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I don't think that it would hurt anything for there to be a shitty Ghostbusters 3, because, like, for instance, Ghostbusters 2, I thought was fucking garbage, but it doesn't hurt anything that it exists. I think it's the second best Ghostbusters movie. Well, sure. That's like it's it's not as good as the first one, but what's gonna be? And it's it's acceptable. Yeah, I just it's still funny. I just it's, remember it's more of what I like about. I remember it. being, ex- see, I think the problem is I, I like I haven't watched it in a really long time because I remember just being really bored by it as a kid. But I think that when I was a kid, I liked Ghostbusters for an entirely different reason than I like it now. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, and her boobs. Yeah, like a. Did you? Hey, did you know? Uh, I read the IMDb trivia page about this. The hand that reaches out of the chair and grabs her boob is her husband's hand. Oh, dude! Because I'm guessing I didn't know that. like uh, nobody else is allowed to do that. But it'd be funny if somebody did. Can you give me one of those monster fingers? <laughs> dude, that guy just gave me a monster finger. Uh, Lady of Chaos, the chaos, chaos. Chaos says, I wish we could pick a faction in the faction war of Abu Peak. Have you ever thought about making this possible? And if you could pick a faction, what would each of you choose? Okay. I don't I don't know that I would want to make that part of the game more mechanically complicated. Um but I could definitely see expl- like well, I could certainly see exploring that in additional content, given that that's a thing that we've recently done. Uh as yet unreleased. Spoilers. I I'm a Star Wars guy, you know? Like, I'm just a Star Wars guy. That's all I am. There's so little of the good Star Wars and the Star Wars thing that I'm almost over Star Wars. Hmm. Like, I I will sit and watch the original trilogy occasionally, and if I have to watch it with all the extra shit in it, then I get annoyed. But, like... Any new property that comes out with Star Wars is going to have to tie into the prequels, and every time I see like a battle droid or something, it's just like, oh, this is this is not my Star Wars. This is for somebody else. I, I there is enough for me. Like the Knights of the Old Republic video games are very good, and a loving treatment of. I mean, it does, like it does incorporate some stuff from the prequels, but like the people that made it were people like us, so it's none of the stupid shit from the prequels. Um, mm. I don't think that the Clone Wars cartoon is bad. Like, I've there's been a lot of people that I trust who've said, "Yeah, this is fine." Like, it's not, it's pretty good. And I've only ever seen like five minutes of it, and it seemed fine. 
I mean, it was just like some Jedi's investigating something in a temple and fighting a monster, and that's cool. Yeah. I just it isn't it isn't possible for anything that happens with Star Wars to ruin or to to undo the extent to which like being inspired by the original Star Wars movies kind of I I don't know just like I'm not going to say they defined my childhood but like they were the sort of like aspirational fantasy thing that I had for essentially my entire life. Sure. Right. And I like, you can't take that away. Like it just, that that cannot go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just not excited about anything else coming out of star Wars. How, what was your take and, on the new, on the new JJ Abrams, star Trek stuff? Are you, were you as dis- disappointed enough in that, that you're not even a little bit looking forward to see what the new star Wars movie is? Oh no! I actually like the the first Star Trek reboot fine, and the second one. I, I really like the first one. I like the second one okay. So I think I don't know. I think it could do something cool in that universe. But like, isn't it supposed to come out like next year? Huh. I don't know. But when I see like Star Wars Valentines, if I'm going to look for Valentines for the boy to hand out at school. I don't buy them because I know they're going to just be like Darth Grievous and Darth Maul and Queen Amidala. Yeah, like shit that I don't care about. And I I wish there were a parallel line of marketing that was just original trilogy stuff. See, like with the Lego stuff, there is. Right, because you're only getting one thing at a time, and that's great. Have you seen the Lego movie yet? Uh, I haven't. Oh, okay. I, because you, I want, I don't so. want to see it. I don't want to see it without Emily. And I had to come back here unexpectedly, like right on the heels of coming back from being in New York for a week. So yeah. I just haven't had a chance. I, it seems like the kind of thing that's going to stay in theaters for a while, though. So I don't, I don't despair of being able to, to do it. Oh yeah. Um, Anne Rath two writes: How often do you shave your face? Rarely, like maybe twice a month. Yeah, I, that's that's about where I, it it depends on what I'm doing. Like, I've been I've been having more lately things that you could characterize as meetings and stuff, uh-huh. uh, and I will I will try to present myself a little better for those. When I was here for a while, like after I got the steam shower thing, it was real convenient to just be able to like do a thing that I was gonna do anyway, and then get out and just like whoop 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 whoop, whoop I've shaved. Like, I could totally imagine shaving every day if it was that easy. Yeah. Uh, but it isn't. Yeah. It isn't. When- I mean, I've got my winter beard on now, so shaving involves, like, shaving my neck and the very tops of my cheeks. So that's not as hard. I shaved I shaved the morning of the thing that I had to do at Indiecade, and then I shaved before Roy's dad's funeral, and that's it. I also don't... Like, if I shaved every four days, you wouldn't think of me as a guy that was scruffy. Because I feel yeah. like after after three days, I look like a normal guy looks at the end of one day without shaving. Like, my... I could never shave every day, though. You don't think? Like, I know that there are people who do, but the couple of times I've tried it, I feel like I've lost four layers of skin. Yeah, but that's how you make the skin stronger. <laughs> right. Is it, like, is it natural selection? Am I just shaving off the weak skin cells? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
I mean, eventually you end up with just a face-sized and shaped scab, and then when that comes off, it's great. Yeah, then you look ten years younger, and mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Man, I really want to find, like, I want to find a place that I can buy the skin of a younger person and replace my skin with it. I'm pretty sure that you can do that, yes. I know I can do the first part. I just said In the third world. The second part is not a, well, man, I don't want brown skin. Hmm. I live in Arizona. That would, like, I, I could I, I could handle having healthier skin, but I couldn't handle the societal impact. Yeah, it doesn't matter how nice your skin is when you're in jail. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you probably don't, you, you yeah, don't want to have yeah, the nicest, smoothest skin in jail, like, do you? I feel like the people, if, if I know anything about uh, how nice your skin is and your success in jail, it's that Danny Trejo is probably the most successful person to ever come out of jail and also has the worst skin of anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I think you're right. So you'd have to figure out a way to get arrested first. Right, because if you if you go to jail here and you're just like a white guy, they just let you out, right? Yeah. So, and they say sorry. I get sir. the skin. If I get arrested for getting the skin, I get out of jail free. I get a get out of jail white card. Then I wear the skin. Oh, but then I go to jail for being bright. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, there's no way out of that second. Well, then one. you just have to get the fuck out of Arizona. I guess that's true. Which I would do anyway. I don't want to ruin my nice new skin by being out in that sun. Yeah. You're going to move to, like, Portland. I keep having to go to the doctor to get chunks sawed off of me. Yeah, like tags or moles? Yeah, and, like, most of the time, like, well, it becomes a problem. Like, the stupid mole that I had on my head, now that I've started going to a barber, they just catch it with a comb and I bleed everywhere. It's terrible, Mm -hmm. so I was like, yeah, just get rid of that. Then I had a skin tag that kept getting irritated by clothes or something and always hurt. Fuck old yeah. man skin. It's fucking old man skin, and it's gross, and it's not mine. It, this it doesn't feel like me in here. What do you do? You got old man skin, probably. You're about as old as me. What do you do with it? You just give up? Like, oh, guess I just live in a bag of old man skin now. Pretty much, yeah. Might as well. I just figure, you know, I'm, I'm smart and handsome. So old man skin's not that bad. It could be worse. It could be old woman skin, and uh, you know, we are higher, more valuable culturally as old men than we would be if we were. I women. guess that's true. That's What's good. the difference though? More varicose veins and cellulite? No, it's just a, a mountain of societal expectations and prejudices. I think that work in our favor. The older we get, the better we look. We're men. It's it's awesome. Sure. Yeah. But I'm, but I, I mean, I was just taking it literally. But you're saying you're saying that the only disadvantage to having old woman skin instead of old man skin is the societal factors. I think so, because I would imagine I, if I just had to say I like women's skin more than I like men's skin, but then I'm thinking, is there some reason I wouldn't want it on me? And I thought, well, varicose veins and cellulite. Mm. Doomed pilot writes dot 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 presciently in response to the crap we're saying right now Tom Sawyer says thanks for keeping this game constantly evolving and ever more fun is it possible or can it be considered that when one finishes a sneaky Pete challenge path that the current expanded liver be maintained to at least roll over or ascending not ascending I don't think I I feel you uh, because I didn't really think about that but 
you get to be not Pete anymore and you're suddenly falling down drunk. So hmm. you ascend and you think, I'm going to go do all kinds of stuff with all kinds of things that I got. And then you're like, ah, well, fuck. No, I'm not. Um, I suppose that in the path dropping code, we could make it so you go down to whatever your max drunk is minus whatever differential there is between your current drunk and Pete's max drunk. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Felonius Friar says, I had a brief bun fight a few years ago. What? With a KOL wiki Nazi about the origin of the numbered scrolls in the Valley of Rothlamfau. It seemed obvious to me that the 334 is a reference to Deesh's novel of the same name, and the rest of the numbers tie into elite speak to get the sums that spell the names of the elite and gate scrolls. Given Deesh's association with text adventures, it made even more sense that there would be some mention of him in game. The wiki cop in question did not seem to think it was so obvious. Any chance of putting this unimportant debate to rest? I have never heard of that person, and the 334 scroll existed only because it is half of 668. And we wanted to make the six six eight neighbor of the beast joke. Um, yep. So yeah, that. So you, I think, by the rules of bun fighting, as I understand it, you uh, need to buy him a cow. Okay. And and you have to you have to frost his cinnamon bun with your blood. Although recently, uh, ceremonially, uh, you can just do it with spit. I think now. Uh-huh. I guess the, the way that you lose a bun fight is by ruining your opponent's bun by spitting all over it. <laughs> and that's why you have to uh, give him a cow. Cause imitating he, an anaconda and not wanting none unless they have the buns. Okay. Um, Chilled says, Inquiring con-goer minds want to know, what on earth do you mean by science wizards? I'm presuming my mental image of a dude in robes and pointy hat setting off a baking soda volcano is more than a little off. No, that sounds... I wouldn't say more than... Yeah, yeah that sounds great. <laughs> that's less than a little off. Um, I got a, I got a line on a guy. Awesome. I got a line on a guy that I think might be interested in doing some science magic. Mr. Wizard is a science wizard. It says so right in his name. If Bill Nye's last name had been Nizzard, he would be Bill Nye the science wizard. <laughs> For shizzing. <laughs> Did I just say Bill Nizzard the science nizzard? Actually, you said Bill Nye the Science Nizzard, which was <laughs> even better. I don't even know what you were intending to say at this Bill, point, but I'm, I think I meant I'm good. Bill Nizzard the Science Wizard, but Bill Nye the Science Nizzard is pretty good. Ah, good. Uh, Primavera Angel here also asked, why did you decide to let people wind up falling down drunk after breaking the prism on Sneaky Pete? It seems a curious decision. Well, it wasn't really a decision, right? It just fell out of the mechanics. Um, because you you weren't too drunk until you became another class and had a different uh, drunk limit. Pebblebonk says, holy crap, the new Boner Dagon art is amazing. How can anybody not like this? Dude, I don't know. People cannot like I anything. I still think that that body with the old one's head would look awesome. Because I do think the skull is not as intimidating as the... Uh, the old boner dig on skull but that body is way cooler intimidating skull i don't know that i think because of the angle that it's at it would look weird to just actually put it on there yeah but i think a a skull in profile might give it that that je ne sais quoi Mm. um but anyway i don't know how people could not like it they're they're people are wrong 
It's one thing that I've learned. Yogg says, I have an idea for a game mechanic. The character pane can display an action recorder that can be used to remember a sequence of actions to be repeated later. For example, start recording, buy three chewing gums on strings, use three chewing gums on strings to obtain three worthless items, put each worthless item in the closet, stop recording. The recording can be played back for a specified number of iterations. Well, I mean, you can already do that <clears throat> to the extent that the things that you want to do are, are uh, expressible as chat commands. And essentially everything that could be systemized in a thing like this is doable via chat command so we kind of already have what you want you just don't know what the commands are um mm. but i don't think that that's really a technically feasible thing for us to do because performing actions can mean so many different things in this game and a lot of them are like a lot of them you don't think of as being actions that happen in your head but a lot of them are yeah um, it is it is strange how many people, when they ask questions, and aren't like longtime listeners, ask us to let them change their account names. Like, is this one of those things that we're eventually going to have to capitulate on because so many people want it? They can't be wrong. Nine million, nine billion Elvis fans can't be alive. Yeah. Anyway, Barbie Rella wants... Also, Barbie Rella? Totally cool name. I don't know why you would want to change it. Yeah, my goodness. Uh, Sulveomni says, Hi guys, I love the new content. The new path is a lot of fun and I'm generally enjoying the game in just about every way right now. Well, that's nice of you to say so. There's one thing missing that would make my joy complete. Turtles. Taming them. A revamp. I would really love that. Yeah. I got, I got a thing in mind. Um... It's just a matter of that being the next thing that catches my eye to do. We got a fairly long period of time with no real significant deadlines in it, which is mm. nice. I see the future spreading out before me like a banquet. Of Is it so bright that you have to wear shades? Well, no, it's like a banquet, but it's a banquet of like shitty foods that will inspire me to make up recipes for replacing them with better foods. Gotcha. And I'm excited about that. Because there's a lot of people standing around waiting to eat some shit off that banquet table. And then there's a lot of people sitting there already eating stuff off the banquet table and saying, like, just fucking leave it alone, asshole. What's wrong with you? What are you, like some Linux guy? You always need to change everything all the fucking time? <clears throat> That's what some of those people are saying. Some of those apostles. Wax says, please, for the love of God, give me the ability to puppet string mod warnings. Man, I don't even know what that means, but no. Uh, Kalil says, I have dozens of items that I have no use for yet. Keep piling up because I'm not allowed to get rid of them. Not even counting the multiple sets of class equipment. I've got monocles, ear trumpets, obsidian daggers, lodestones, ostensibly mollable but pointless as the market's flooded, badass belts, bling, sweatpants, breeches, and cod pieces. I realize some people like collecting these and showing them off, but shouldn't there be some way for the rest of us to clear up our cluttered inventory? I feel the same way about these as I do about piled up quest items. They create mental clutter that drives me nuts when I'm not actively ignoring it. Um... I mean, the trouble is a lot of things that can be important need to not be auto-sellable, right? Because if you auto-sold them at particular times, it would fuck shit up. And so, yeah, you're, you're right. It does suck. Also, we've tended to make things not auto-sellable as a way of signifying that they are important. Um, and I probably have a little itchier trigger finger for that kind of thing than I should be... than I should have... I switched what that sentence was about halfway through. Hmm. Um, 
Duke Charisma says, How about a challenge path that starts as the original release of KOL, Unfinished Tower, etc., and eventually the player has to program the rest of the game by fighting bugs, collecting code, writing ad-lib-style messages for combat and such? Be a fun opportunity for the players to experience the joy of having everything they accomplish questioned by a massive, confused, slash angry, slash picky internet folk. Also, you could use it as a platform for extreme self-reference and snark. Maybe there could be a Jick talent tree and a Skullhead talent tree or something. Love the new Age of Sneaky Pete challenge path, by the way. Well, thank you. That would be technically very difficult to pull off in the same way that, like, an NS11 server would be basically impossible to do. Um, it's funny, though, the idea of a challenge path where you're making an internet game. I don't know that we need any more or more appropriate contexts in which to crawl up our own asses. Um, I think we covered that with the best game ever stuff. Yeah. Locos Docos says that's another good name. See, you you, you open yeah. up this new, more democratic question answering, uh, question sending process. You you hear, you hear from all kinds of people with cool names. I submitted this question to all three podcasts. Feel free to skip it if you've already answered it. Now, do not do that. Uh, I will move them around to where I think that they're the most appropriate. So you only ever need to submit them once. But what happens to a player's uh, KOL count if he or she is dead? I mean, nothing. The authorities don't usually notify us. <laughs> On rare occasions when we were familiar with the the person who died and we've taken like I think we put Revenant as a as like permanently in the astral plane yeah. and made him like when it, when it was a guy that was like a like a friend we ascended the account so that it would show up as an astral spirit all the time because that was a somebody suggested that as a nice thing to do but generally nothing I mean it's the same as if you just never logged in again which happens to a lot of accounts so they yeah. just sit there making it so nobody else can have an account with that name selfish dead people Big Ninja says no I was talking about people that log off not dead people, no, people gotcha. like, I mean it's the same as far as we know <laughs> Uh, how cool would it be, says Big Ninja, if there were a keyboard shortcut to bring the focus to the chat box? That way we could go from fighting monsters to typing chat macros without touching the mouse. I wonder if that's even possible because of the frames thing. I bet it is. I bet it is. Because I would like that too. Because I would say the majority of my mouse clicks in the last ten years have been clicking the chat box. That's so not true. <laughs> the majority of them have been fast-forwarding through porn or making additional cookies... Uh, Akafaz, Afakaz? Afakaz. Zach Afa. Avatar of Sneaky Pete should automatically win insult beer punk. He's the most moxious in the land, and he should be able to wither any pirate in a single word. Yeah, that's probably true. Sneaky Pete, says Whack, the one-man A-team. I guess he is all of the guys in the A-team at the same time, huh? Yeah, probably. Auntie Ant says, Hi all, we know about the saber-toothed lime, but are there any other prehistoric citrus entities we are yet to see? That never really that never really caught on as a trope. It's a it's a really strong visual, but he I mean, he was in the he's in the daily dungeon, right? Yeah, he was originally. So he wasn't even in the like quest progression super much. Yeah, it, the daily dungeon was a sort yeah, of he like doesn't a, have a big personality. A clearinghouse yeah. for just silly sort of Dungeons and Dragons parody monsters, kind of. You know, ones that were not yeah. not really thematically unified. Um, which, that was just an old dumb joke that I I was, like, going to a party and I had some limes. And I was like, I better think of something funny to say. Well, I got these limes. 
I'll just <laughs> warn them. They didn't have any regular limes, so I had to get deadly saber-tooth limes, so they should be careful. And that's how that happened? I didn't know that. Yeah. No, it's not much of a story. I mean, it, like, I don't, I don't know why I even remembered it. Well, I guess maybe because it got a laugh, and so it reinforced. Uh, F says, do either of you guys consider yourself comedians? I would say no, because to me that is a word that means someone who performs comedy for money. Like, I would not say that, I would not say that, like, the guys that are a writer for a sitcom, I would not say as a comedian. I would say he is a comedy yeah. writer. Yeah, I would, I call myself a comic writer. Uh, Baz Bryan says, Jick, can you divulge the name of a sodium laurel sulfate free toothpaste? I can't find one locally. Uh, you got, you have to get the Toms of Maine free and clear, I think is what it's called. Even normal Toms of Maine. Like, Toms of Maine is basically just fucking crest now. Um, yeah, I think it's called free and clear. Because it's free and clear of the government mind control chemicals. I always uh, wear little tinfoil hats on my teeth, so I'm not worried about that. It really sucks when I accidentally bite down on them, though. Yeah, and I mean, you don't, like, what what you gotta be really careful of is not to hang your head out the window of an airplane, because you you get the chemtrails just directly into your mouth. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever heard about chemtrails was these, these girls that I was friends with had met a crazy conspiracy theory guy, but they misunderstood him and when they were telling the story they kept saying, cum trails? <laughs> and, uh, they thought it was really funny because why is that called a cum trail? I'm like, well, it's not. But uh, now it just always will be. Mr. Wimmer says, I just wanted to say thank you for the new challenge path. It has a sweet motorcycle. I can die happy now. That's well, good that that's all you needed. But, you know, you got a while, so maybe set your sights a little higher. Like, require something else from a new challenge path. Something bigger. Something cooler. Something sweeter. To make it so you can die happy. Because otherwise, right. we'll just give up a little bit. Well, you know what? We got Mr. Wimmer taken care of. There's really there's really nowhere to go from here. Now, how am I supposed to continue to create when you're satisfied? You need to tell us that everything that we do sucks, so we'll be inspired to do better. Uh, Xanador says, The gelatinous cubling dissolves flesh, leaving only the skeleton beneath. This works on skeletons. What exactly is happening in this case, and can you add either a weird saying when it happens or add an unexpected effect of some sort? There's probably a lot of things that talk about that. (laughs) I don't know that I have, like, a particular thing in mind that I'm imagining a familiar acting on when I write a thing that a familiar does. Hmm. If I did, it seems like it would be a skeleton. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah. You do like skeletons. Uh, Vernacio says, Hello, Chicken Scully. Sorry if I offended you with my comment on story not being primary in the kingdom. I've just always seen the game as a vector for hilarity and fun rather than a place for gripping tales, at least from what I've seen. I don't imagine that you offended anybody by saying that. I, I, I can certainly remember... Uh, I can certainly imagine making a joke about being offended about something like that. Yeah, there's, we weren't at all offended. Um, so, for a question, do you guys enjoy collecting physical trading cards? I know that Jick likes and has played Magic, but I don't know Scully's views on the subject. I collect cards, but only to look at the pictures for art inspiration. I've never been a real... Like, I've never collected anything, really, I don't think, in the traditional sense, except maybe Star Wars Lego sets. Like, uh-huh. 
I will buy them even if I'm not particularly interested in if, if I'm not particularly interested in the specific one because it is a member of a set that I have a significant enough percentage of that I feel some ownership of it like as a set of things I, yeah I mean when I played magic I just liked playing magic and owning more cards was a thing that you did so that you would have more opportunities to make interesting decks out of them mm-hmm. um, but I never really had any baseball cards or pogs or stamps or coins <laughs> no I <I'd coughs> My comic book collection from my youth was like three comic books. And, I don't know, I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of like He-Man toys and a bunch of, had, yeah, a bunch of He-Man and a bunch of G.I. Joe toys, but I wouldn't say that I was collecting them so much as I was just playing with them. Yeah, yeah, me too. I... So, oh, you know, I've got, uh, I now have a... A whole shit ton of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer collectible card game cards. Oh, yeah. Thanks to uh, when I did the Hot Cocoa thing, I heard from a lot of random players, and one of them was a guy who is doing, uh, has a like Buffy the Vampire Slayer collectible card game group that they, they do a thing once a year. Uh, Major Infinity is his name. And he asked if I wanted some samples of the cards and maybe I could come down to their thing, which is in Iowa, so it's not too far away. And I said, sure, send me a, a deck or whatever and I'll get going. And now I, he sent this like box with three or four hundred cards in it. Yep. So uh, now I have a, a collection of Buffy collectible card game That's cards. Cool. When a card game, When a collectible card game doesn't really pan out financially... <laughs> It gets to the point where you can start to get a lot of cards for very little money from somebody who just wants to get something out of them. Like, right. you, you'll often see that at, like, a Dragon Con. There'll be, like, this booth is just a table piled up with cases of collectible card games that didn't take off for, like, $2. And it's great. Hmm. If the games are... I mean, we bought a bunch of, like, the Illuminati card game cards and played, like, a handful of games of that. And it was like, all right, well, that was fun. And it only costs like five bucks to get all of the cards. Uh, let's see. Disco Muffin uh, wrote in with his solution to the Jews equals fart word puzzle, which is Jews, jaws, jars, ears, urn, tarn, tart, and fart. I'm going to say that this is a not the best solution because the word tarn is a thing that not a lot of people know. And also, a child uh, provides a much shorter one. Jews, jaws, jars, cars, cart, fart. Huh. So... Good. Good job. I can't even remember why people why we were discussing that, but I think it would be great if we had never brought that up at all and just people randomly started sending us that for no reason. Yeah, yeah, like that was just a just a puzzle a puzzle that just was out there in the in the world. No, it was because when when Emily had to sign the sort of contract with the art department at the school that she wouldn't do any art that was offensive, I was trying to imagine an offensive piece of art, and it was just a big mural that read Jews oh, yes, equals yes, fart. Jews equals fart. Yep. And then it turned into a Good puzzle. Good stuff. 
Uh, Vernacio says, hey guys, I've been playing SteamWorld Dig on your recommendation and it's hella sweet. On topic though, I've got two questions. Uh, first, what is your scale for how overpowered something is? Do you compare it to anything in its slot? And if so, do you have a reference for most vectors, i.e. garden, tome, etc.? I mean, we have the KOL wiki, which is a reference for, for most vectors. For, for balancing something like that, more often than not, that just is probably takes place in some spreadsheet that Hot Stuff has. Um, I don't know that I really have a scale for how overpowered something is. I mean, I don't want to... Like, if there's a thing that we're slowly, over time, making things better, I don't want the new best one to be five times the value of the old best one, because that just burns a lot of... burns a lot of territory. Then... Yeah. You know, you could accomplish the same thing with a small incremental increase in it. Um, second, if each of you could add or remove one thing from the kingdom and no one would bitch or moan, what would it be? It is not that someone would bitch or moan. I would, I would, if I could remove any one thing from the kingdom and have things pan out exactly the way that I wanted them to, I would remove the MMG. Um, because I think it creates a lot of problems. But the reason that I can't do that is because history has demonstrated that if there is not a trustworthy version of that thing, that myriad untrustworthy versions of it will rise up because it is a thing that is somehow so compelling that people cannot stop themselves from using whatever version of it is available. Yeah. So that is what I would do. What about you, Mr. Skullman? I was trying to think of something that I would add. Yeah. I think... <clears throat> Well, the thing is, things that I would want to add or get rid of, it's not because we haven't done them because people would bitch and moan about it. It's because we don't have the time to make it a priority. So, like, it's number 15 on a list of five things that we have time to do this, this quarter or yeah. something. This quarter? You're talking about a business guy. This this quarter. I would love to have a more robust casino actually which i guess is the opposite of what you're saying but not so much like a casino as a meat sink but just some more mini games that people can play yeah i mean we did all that stuff for the crimbo casino with an eye towards m adapting it all into the thatched roof casino instead of the like the thatched roof casino is such a crazy relic now you know uh. it's just like it, they're technically zones, but they're just like a handful of non-combats that nobody would ever go to for anything. And, and it's just like weird and out of place. Um, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it, like for a lot of people, it would be better if there were like some cool slot machines in there. But then there might be some people for whom that would like ruin them, you know? Yeah. I guess also I would uh, put more Alice's Army cards mm -hmm. in. But I can't, like, Alice's Army is something that I like, and it's a thing that I pushed really hard for, but it's also, it was entirely other people's work. So it was me saying, hey, you guys should all do this shit ton of work. And so I, I can't really, I don't think I can get away with that twice. Yeah, it's fine. That's, that's, things, things, things like that. I have, you know, I, I, it's like, hey, you guys should write a shitload of short stories. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll do six months worth of work for a author how long do I have oh a week oh, that's cool Justin RMS or Justin Arm says what are your thoughts on picklebacks I don't know my thoughts are what is a pickleback it's that nickelback cover band that where they change the lyrics to be about pickles oh okay 
Okay, uh, let's let's do it. Uh, this is how you brine me is one yeah, of the big okay, songs. Okay. Uh, sorry, I can't. <laughs> yeah, all the Nickelback songs I can remember go. <sighs> it's weird to think that that they have had like dozens of hit songs by now, and I still have only heard maybe two of them. Uh, Pixel Pixel Night wrote the Winter Garden images don't have their borders set to zero yeah thank you for pointing that out at the time I saw it and fixed it and I also think that maybe we I think that maybe Chris put a thing into the style sheet that makes it so even when we forget to put border equals zero on images that they don't get that default border anymore I forget about it because Chrome just doesn't do it which is fucking great because why would why did anything ever work like that? Um, but because of that, because I use Chrome, I don't notice when I fuck up and forget to put border equals zero on an image. And I think I don't have to do it anymore. I think that I think that that's all uh, that's all set. Dashi says, "Are you a brony? If not, what do you think of bronies?" I, we are not bronies. No, I have watched almost every episode of that show, and I enjoy it, but. Uh I tend to think of brony as the term that you use for somebody who wants to imagine the characters fucking. In the same way that I think of a furry as someone who wants to dress up in a fursuit and fuck someone. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is not the case in that people who are the more, you know, non-fucking people fans of both <coughs> of those of those properties would probably disagree. So, yeah. But I would, you know, I wouldn't say, like, I'm a brony. Or, like, I, I, I like My Little Pony well enough. Like, as much as a, a dude probably should. I kind of... My impression of bronies is that... And this, this might be this might be out of line, but... That maybe they are trying a little too hard to... Exist as a subculture... Uh. But so were Juggalos for a long time, and that's, I think, a legit subculture at this point, which is every bit as stupid, you know, so that's <laughs> okay. probably fine. Um, Felgod says, so when you mentioned diecast pins a few weeks back, were you referring to Disney pins or the Penny Arcade guys thing? I was actually referring to both of them because I found out about them within reasonably short span of time. I mean, the Penny Arcade thing, I think, is just trying to get people to give them a bunch of money by essentially making a series of collectibles, right? Yeah. Which, I guess, so is so is Disney's thing. I mean, the, it's weird to me. I guess it's no weirder than Pogs or, you know, stamps. <laughs> no. Pogs and stamps are the things that you collect. And Magic the Gathering cards. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's easy. It's just because I am not immune to the tide of poison on the internet, it's very easy for me. And also because I think that Robert Koo is an asshole because of all the times he's been an asshole to me. Um, it's easy for me to deride anything that Penny Arcade does as being crassly commercial. Um, hmm. You know, even though I think that those guys are more or less fine. And I think selling people something that they want to buy is not necessarily crass. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it, like those pins are probably really neat for people who like the things like I we looked at the big displays of them in Disneyland and were tempted to buy a couple of them because they are just kind of cool I mean it just seems like the end game for that though like if you start collecting those it's like oh cool now I get to be like a guy who works at Applebee's <laughs> only I'm not getting paid, so... I just, oh, you're, so you have flair. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I saw people walking around Disney... I mean, and I, like, this is another thing, like, I can't really get... I can't be derisive of somebody who's just, like, an enthusiastic Disney fan, because I... Less less about their actual properties and more about their, their theme parks, I'm an enthusiastic Disney fan. Sure. Um, but, like, I would not ever buy or wear anything that had a Mickey Mouse silhouette on it because what like yeah like I don't have a a bag right or a purse or a satchel that I would put all those pins on like my wife does so yeah she, she can yeah I mean so I guess I guess if if Emily was into was just super into Disney instead of being like into a big wide range of sort of indie comics and video games and stuff Right, so I'm saying if she was, like, less cool. Um, <laughs> she's got, you know, bags and stuff and, like, doesn't... She has... So, she's yeah, a lot she of buttons. Uh, and this... I, this, like, I, I am... My stomach kind of hurts just thinking about this. She has buttons, like, you know, pins, all yeah. over the ceiling of the of her car. Like... Buttons threaded through the fabric upholstery of the ceiling in her car. Is that just... Why does that make you feel uncomfortable? Because, like, the one... Like, you just don't touch that because once it gets dirty, it will never, ever be clean again. Because you can't (laughs) clean it. Right? So it's like, just don't do anything to that. Like that's it's I don't know I don't know why and I'm I'm sure that this is just from like my dad yelling at me when I was a kid for like rubbing my hands against the roof of the car or the the ceiling of the car or whatever but it's like how hard is it to just not fuck up the <laughs> interior ceiling of your car right like and what the 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 counterpoint to this is what difference does it make and I don't have an answer for that because like, it does yeah it's true like it, it is her yeah, car no absolutely but I mean it's like it's like one of those things like you know. I just would never put a bumper sticker on my car because putting a sticker on something is basically ruining it uh, in my estimation. And that's why like when I imagine like putting a bunch of buttons or whatever on my backpack, say what I imagine is getting them caught on stuff and tearing up all my shit. Right. I don't imagine like somebody saying, oh, hey, cool pin. Let's be friends now. Which is maybe... What usually happened to me is that they got lost within three or four weeks of putting them on. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's that's best case scenario. Yeah, they didn't do anything to the backpack because there wasn't... They weren't holding on strongly enough, and none of them ever were, to actually stand up to any kind of use. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Master Tortellini says, I realize the tattoos are mostly cosmetic, but the interface for changing them feels kind of pushed out of the way. Can we get a slash command to change tattoos? You know, that would be tough because tattoos are like a weird thing that is not in the database at all. The, there isn't like a table of tattoos where we could, where the tattoo has a name or anything. It is literally just the file name of the image stored in a text field in the database because this was like super, super old. 
it's weird that tattoos were like one of the very first features that KOL had because they are really out of the way. They're like a thing that like uh, every once in a while I remember, oh fuck, I have to do that. Uh, Lilac says, acceptable French toast toppings. Syrup, fruit, powdered sugar, others. I would not ever eat any French toast on purpose, so I'm the wrong guy to answer this question. I feel like you gotta you gotta go with the powdered sugar or occasionally you go for your like cream cheese and fruit thing on top definitely not syrup like if you're gonna be doing syrup you you're gonna want pancakes that's that's what syrup goes on it's pancakes Mm. i mean what you want for breakfast is something that isn't soggy bread that's what you want for breakfast man i like going to that hotel in prescott because they can just make a straightforward ass breakfast and you get it for free Get some eggs, over easy. You get some bacon, you get some rye toast, you get some cottage cheese. I feel sad for you, son, though, because you're having girl troubles. And also, when you see the waffle machine at the Continental Breakfast, you don't get super happy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's always like you walk in to the hotel to check in, like... Okay, so I'm going to wake up for breakfast and they're going to have, you know, some some old ass bagels, some cereal that nobody in their right mind would eat and some Danish, maybe a Danish and like, oh fuck yeah, I'm having waffles tomorrow. It's, they never have like any grown-up cereal in those things. I no. honestly don't mind uh, the the typical like I recognize that the waffle iron thing is probably a real pain in the ass for the people that work there, so it definitely counts as an amenity. And I think that yeah. if I was into it, I would be excited about it and glad that they have. It's like we went to a, we went to one of the hotels that I stayed at in Germany a few years ago had a had a machine for making soft boiled eggs at the Continental breakfast buffet thing. That was fucking great. Huh. Um, but it was just like a little a little boiler and a little thing for like a bowl, bowl of eggs. <laughs> you know, that's part of what you need to make soft boiled eggs is some eggs. That's one would argue maybe the third or fourth most important part of it. Anyway, it was cool. I, I kind of like the ideal meal for me is one where I can have a very small amount of a whole bunch of different things. And typically like a continental breakfast supports that lifestyle. Vampire yeah. girl says you breathe deeply and think of England, which is an Island in the spirit world on which the spirit turtles have especially hard lips. Just wanted to make two comments. First, thanks for this description of the stiff upper lip skill. It genuinely made me laugh out loud. And second, thanks to all of the dev team for bringing children and I together so that I could get to experience this lovely little Island firsthand. You'll all be invited to the wedding. So get your passports ready. Cheers. Vampire girl. Ugh, man, the idea of getting on an airplane to go to England again, no matter how joyous an occasion it would be for. I would be so into that. Yeah. I've I've wanted to go back since we were last there. Well, speaking of going back, I think it might be time for me to go back to being the kind of guy who is eating a hamburger. Okay. Uh, you should also go back to talking like one of those guys who English is your first language. Is that is that something that I stopped doing? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the contortions that you were going through for that, that last one. Yeah, but it was a joke. I thought I should call you I out was, on I it. Was making, I was making, I was doing some funny wordplay. You know what else is a joke? 911 in this town. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what else Jews did? 911. <laughs> <sighs> With a fart. A single mighty fart. 
And on that note, I'm Mr. Skullhead, and I'm leaving. I'm Jake, and I'm already gone. <laughs>